Welcome to Throne of Games. Yes, thank you very much. Today we have special guest Zach from Skyborn Genesis. Skyborn Genesis, a very, very cute, very awesome looking. Yeah, um, I, I, I would maybe say pretty adventure. It's an MMORPG style exploration game set in the world of old Wyvernia. I think I drove through there with the wife by accident, where you play the heroes and the immortal heroes quests, loot and rewards have value through token and NFTs. Fantastic, which we will let Zach talk about and as when he gives us his quick introduction. But we are very much, it's a very, very lovely looking game. And um, you can check out his stuff at youtube.com at Skyborn Legacy, B-O-R-N-E Legacy. Looks very, very cool. So, but first the general introduction. Welcome to episode 23 of Throne of Games. Thank you everybody for joining us. I am Matthew Nagy. I'm the lead designer and chief economist of Time Raiders. This show is sponsored by Time Raiders, the greatest treasure hunt across all space and time. It, it is it is just, uh, we're really looking forward to you guys seeing our game as well. And I am joined with my chief petty officer, John Reed, on our ship that is known as Time Raiders. Thank you very much, John. We so appreciate you. And you are also the host of the show today. And often very petty. <laughs> your chief petty <laughs> officer, chief petty officer. Yes, but my yes, job. I know absolutely to be petty. <laughs> I must be petty. Yeah, I must be not Tom, but yes. But we sure. do have Tom Brown with us today, who is the QA lead on Time Raiders, but also the head tutor of Utopian Game Labs Academy, which is a QA course which is very, very cool. Tom, you just got a, a quick moment on that before I carry on with our housekeeping? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, so it's, a, yeah, just briefly, it's a, an online course uh, that will show you everything uh, you need to know to get into uh, QA testing in the games industry. Cool. Um, you can learn more about it on uh, the website, ugla.uk. And uh, this week only, uh, the first 30 people uh, that use it can use the code THRONE50, T-H-R-O-N-E-5-0, for £50 off uh, at ugla.uk. That is yes, very, hello. very, very cool. Thank you very much. So if you want to, you uh, he's our QA lead. If you want to learn how to become, get into, you, you're interested in the computer games business, guys? You want to get into the computer games business through the door known as Quality Assurance? That's where you should go. THRONE50. 50 pound off the course at ugla.uk. Housekeeping. Right, anyway, back to housekeeping. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Please like and retweet the show. We wanna share the love far and wide. And where you can, you can access all our community and media through Linktree. Linktree slash Time Raiders. So you can get on our Discord. And actually, we have now set up Linktree and you can actually uh, listen, get uh, access to the podcast via Linktrees too, actually. And um, but Linktree slash Throne of Games. So that's how you can. Oh, well, well. It's brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for all that work, John, and uh, and Zach. I believe you. Uh, 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 was it Zach who 
suggested it or no? I can't remember who suggested it. Uh, actually, it was our previous guests um, from conversations we were having over Telegram uh, suggested uh, basically trying to bring all the links together for all the different podcast platforms. Um, and uh, I was going to go through one by one by one by one. He said, actually, if you just do the key, you know, the RSS from um, Spotify into Linktree, it'll do the rest for wow. you. Boom. There Thanks, it was. Spotify. Brilliant. We really appreciate you. So you can find Time Raiders on Telegram, a Time Raiders, YouTube and Twitter's at Play Time Raiders. You can listen to our Twitter space at 3 p.m. UK British Summertime every Tuesday unless we've got a West Coast American guest. And, of course, the Throne of Game podcast you can listen to on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Deezer, and now Glitcha. No promises for sound quality. We, It's not, not us. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Zach, thank you for joining us. Um, can I just very quickly interject yes? here? You made a, made a point with regards to Showtime and guests from the west coast of the US, which Zach actually is. And Zach, you, Zach, thank you very much for joining us at such an oh, early time for you. It must be, what, 6 a.m. for you, dude? And at 7, uh, I think it was. It, yeah, it's 7, but it's all good. I'm usually up about 6, six o'clock my time, so it's not too oh, bad. Oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. Ah, uh, yes, there you go. Because I knew we had, a, we had a west coast guest coming up. I apologize, I didn't realize it was you. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Can you give us a quick intro to yourself and uh, like, a you know, the, the elevator pitch version of Skyborne Genesis for everyone listening before we do the news? Yeah, definitely. So uh, me, myself and I, I am a level 80 mage in Wrath of Loot Lisping Classic. Um, I just like to play games and uh, community manager for Revolving Games. Under Revolving Games, we have two titles we're currently working on, which is Skyborne and Battlestar, uh, which is partnered with Gala and NBC. So got a lot of games that we're like building currently at Revolving cool. Games. Um, as for, for Skyborne, uh, Skyborne Genesis is essentially like a build your own founders pack for um, our upcoming mobile game, which is right now uh, codenamed Skyborne Phoenix Flight. Um, it's going to be a bit of like Animal Crossing, but there'll be some action combat in the mobile game. And so right now, Skyborne Genesis is like a, a way for uh, players to engage with the lore and with the world and maybe earn some rare and exclusive assets for the mobile game that comes Oh, uh, that makes a lot of sense. That's fantastic. Right. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, um, okay. Well, normally we jump into a little bit of news. And the reason why we introduce our guests first is so that we can we can get your comment and insights. And as you are a gamer, this should be should be fun. This should be interesting. So John. <laughs> I was waiting for yes. the tune. Yeah, okay. Well I'll tell you what, I'm between myself and Tom, we could probably take it in turns. So, shall I kick off, Tom? Uh, go for it. Okay, so, Unity update. Um, oh. As we all know, yeah, this is... It's been it's been a wild ride these last, what, three or oh, four weeks? Uh, okay, so the latest on this is the Unity president, uh, CEO, chairman, etc., etc. John, I can never Richitello. That's the one. Thank you, Richard Tiello. Uh, he's retiring immediately, immediately, which it seems a little sudden, but I wonder why. 
Um, yeah, so his departure follows the recently controversial or controversies over the Unity's new pricing uh, structure, wow. uh, which has led to a massive backlash from the game developers. Um, now he's not. Yeah, he has a, a bit of a, a bit of a history with controversy, as it uh, as it turns out, which I'm sure most people are actually really aware of. But um, most people would remember he was a CEO of EA. Yes, and he was the driver of the decisions to introduce loot boxes, which you know the massively popular <clears throat> loot boxes uh, for, uh-huh. for for paid premium games such as uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two and FIFA '09 and many others besides. So yes, uh, so yeah, so it's been said that in the EA. Sorry, I've I've lost myself a little bit here, but basically, one of the things sort of underlining his sort of how to put it personality, or at least his his drive. Um, apparently, during a uh, stockholder meeting, he proposed entertaining the idea of even charging one dollar per reload of an ammo clip in Battlefield. I just oh, put that into perspective. It, it, it gives the player a sense of pride and accomplishment. You think? You think? From the, from the bank, yeah, that well, that's that was what I think. What the most historically downvoted uh, comment on in Reddit history said on the Battlefront Two subreddit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> my goodness! You know, like I, I guess. So yeah. I guess the question is: Are we are we surprised it's leaving Unity? Well, I I think uh, retiring immediately is very very kind way for him to be summarily dismissed for gross misconduct and perhaps almost almost taking the company down overnight pretty scary anyway hopefully it's marks uh sort of the first step on the road to uh, recovery for you yeah who knows yeah um well on the positive side he'll be joining unreal no (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) because everyone in unity everyone was on unity suddenly was very interested in the (laughs) unreal engine in (laughs) as a potential place to hop so uh yes yes you heard it first here throne of games john riccicciano is joining unreal no i'm breaking news breaking news i'm totally joking (laughs) zach do you guys use any uh any third-party technology like unity or unreal for what you guys are doing oh yeah our game devs have been building on on unity for a while i it was funny i so like for me, I'm I'm a little bit more removed from that, more on the community side. But when I heard about what was first going on with Unity and their announcements of like they were gonna charge for download, I like I, I wrote one of our devs and I was like, hey, so so like what's going on with uh and he whispered whisper, whisper me back and he's like, dude, I don't have time to hash this out right now. There's it's it's a lot. And I was like, okay, cool, understand. Cause I was trying to get like a gra- grasp of it myself. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he 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 took the day off. He's like, I can't believe this news. Like it was like what like because especially if you're like you know, in the middle of building on top of it, it's, yep. it, and that the news comes out, especially as like, maybe not uh, a, a, like a, a major AAA game, but like more so for like the indie devs, it like, it really kind of screwed over because it allowed them to be susceptible to like malicious attacks, like another company, like buying a bunch of downloads on the game and then like uninstalling and re-downloading it. It just caused a lot of chaos. So I don't think that this is like coming as a shocker for, what was proposed a little while ago and the, uh, how fast they walked it back to they walked oh, it back yeah. fist, faster than twitch walking back those um 
those like guidelines that they had laid out for the streamer to have only like 30 percent of the screen for like their oh goodness like yes. ads and all that yeah, yeah that was a yeah what a shambles wow yeah it's chaos it's it's really crazy and i uh i mean him leaving is probably for the benefit of everybody if i'm being honest yeah sort of relief kind of thing yeah hopefully i can step up uh, again a bit from this um yeah, uh, next up we had the uh, sort of some rumors on uh, next gen consoles. Uh, we had the Nintendo Switch 2 uh, rumored to have a targeted release uh, of sort of end, end of summer uh, for next year, um, with a secondary release uh, possibly in uh, early November. Uh, but we I guess we'll, time will tell uh, with that. Uh, two, two different options a, a digital only. Uh, version at four hundred dollars, and then your standard sort of phys- physical media cartridge version at four four nine, which uh, consoles seem to be uh, getting getting on with now. Uh, you know, the PS five had two different versions, um, and of course, in, uh, improved hardware, and it aims to be a stronger competitor to the Series X and PS five. Uh, but I mean, with you know such a small form factor, you'd ha- you'd have to. Imagine how how close they could get to that. It would be quite impressive. Mm. Um, It'd be insanely, insanely hot too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the uh, yeah, it will, it will be high quality, but you won't be able to hear the game over the fans running in the background. Oh dear. Um, then we've... you're gonna have to get like a handheld water cool pack just to keep it like playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fro- uh, playing with a frozen bag of peas on the back yeah. of your it's back of your good. console all the time. <laughs> Sit in the freezer, just go to play. And then uh, with Xbox, uh, we had, well, they had some uh, quite a lot of uh, leaks and, and things happening a little while ago. Um, and sort of adjacent to that, uh, yeah, looking like maybe next-gen Xbox consoles in 2026, um, trying to sort of jump the gun on uh, the next PlayStation console, which will probably be a couple of years Afterwards, um, it's mostly kind of speculation and and things from notes that people have seen, um, but should also get uh, another mid-generation release uh, before that, anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, with I, th- I think uh, launching us like significantly earlier than the PlayStation will probably help give Xbox a. a a step up in sort of market share because you know the, at that point you're not necessarily well they've got nothing to compete against really for next gen consoles um but yeah do, I, I don't know does that seem early, a bit early or anything to to you guys or about about the right time 2006 yeah so when, when did the ps5 and the xbox uh latest xbox series come out it's only three years and it's i don't think it's even that no, it's it's three years this November. Is it three? So yeah, three years. And, and then only another three years, six years. T- twenty twenty, blimey! I I would have said a couple a couple of years earlier, but yeah, no, you're right. It it feels like it's been no. Longer. It was it was right in the middle of um, the pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, and the Series X was yeah also around uh, sort of November twenty twenty. So it was. I'll say it was within. They were within a week or two. Of each yeah. Other. Um. So yeah. That's it's quite a turnaround, but I, to be honest, it's not really a surprise. I think the, the time difference between the PS4 and the PS5 uh, is very similar. Yeah, maybe maybe they decided to do it on purpose and not compete with each other this time. Now, you know, I think I think the 
you know, the game console market. I mean, there are Xbox players and there are PlayStation players, you know, some have both. Usually it's a game that they want, you know, but like, mm -hmm. do you have both? I don't have both. I mean, we've got Switch. I, I don't have both, Xbox. but I... I have both, funny enough. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think they're the same systems. To me, they feel like smaller package computers. The only reason I have both is for the exclusive titles that come out on each yeah. of them, which is yeah. exactly getting to the point where I'm like, I'm going to just buy everything on Steam and not ever worry about this, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just keep Do you know what? Yeah, I, I think this generation specifically, I think there's been a lot more crossover of people owning both consoles this time around. And let's face it, no matter what console you have got, you've also got a Switch in most cases. Well, mm. you know, it, it comes, you know, I, I have I have older children. Like Christmas comes around, you're like, oh, they got an Xbox, they've got a Switch. I'll get them a PlayStation, you know. <laughs> they've got a Comple phone. <laughs> complete the trifecta. Yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> the holy you know, and then, and then yeah. you, you, you put them all in, in a little triangle. <laughs> and uh, you turn them all on, you see which one wins. You know, that's right. Which one? Turns that's on when you get them in an in an in Atari, and you're like, "Hey, I have something from like the golden <laughs> ages for you. Here, play this." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to buy one of those little those little mimic devices that you put on the TV, and like, like I thought, oh, they'll think this is so cool. Yeah. And they oh. played it once. They played it once and totally forgot about it. I'm like, there goes my whole childhood. Yeah, I'll, sh I'll show you yeah, a real video game, son. <laughs> yeah, that's the same as what happened with the the, the SNES Switch and the NES Switch and the Mega Drive Switch. Uh, Switch, small or light. What do they call classics. them? Classics. Classics. The classics. The when they brought out the really yeah, small the, yeah, there was a play PlayStation one as well. Yeah, yeah, there was. Emulators. You play it five minutes ago. Oh. I remember the days, <laughs> God, you know, the, the Demolition Derby and all that, the early Tomb Raiders. And, <laughs> and then five minutes later, you know, actually, I'd, I'd quite have to play my latest. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great to have for a bit of a party, but yeah, yeah, five minutes. No, just last five minutes. Really. I do, I do um, wish I had a okay. copy of the code from Alien Trilogy and Die Hard Trilogy, though. <laughs> Bring yeah. them onto mobile. That would be very cool. Anyway, mm. sorry, but we we digress. Um, yeah, so carry on let's let's move on we've got a couple of other items to cover uh we'll do those really quickly because we we actually take a bit longer on these than we thought um so the, the next item was quest three um there's some early hardware reviews some early releases it looks very good um it looks like they are making a stronger attempt at making mixed reality uh, more affordable mm -hmm. um it's definitely better than the quest two there's a few things that haven't been fantastically improved including like the um the actual uh the headpiece it's the, the headpiece the the straps and things but then they're probably trying to compete with the vr playstation vr um halo and things like that which i don't think they're going to get very close to for a while um anyway so there'll be more news on that at some point soon but uh so far apparently it's uh it's 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 really good um next up uh, Tom, I'll, I'll I'll do this one as well if you're happy to do the last. Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage came out last week. Uh, mixed reviews. A lot of mixed reviews. I think a lot of people who are very much sort of old school uh, Assassin's Creed have really really embraced it. Anybody who's been more um, involved in the, the later sort of RPG style Assassin's Creed, like um, 
uh, Odyssey and Valhalla, uh, a, a feeling that although you know it's a lot nicer, it's a lot, a lot, uh, you know, the, the modern graphics are in the same so, same sort of style. They haven't carried forwards the the combat mechanics, and apparently it feels quite clunky from that perspective. So as I say, there's a lot of mixed reviews, but I think it generally. I think it's been received pretty well. I'm looking forward to playing it myself. But to be fair, I my first my first foray into Assassin's Creed was uh, Unity, funnily enough, and uh, I I love the the old the old sort of the, that slightly earlier style. But I also really liked uh, Odyssey. That brought me back in. Really, really enjoyed it. Nice scenery, nice setting, but the gameplay was great. Mm. And to have like a cross between that sort of that much more enclosed gameplay and enclosed map, um, yeah, it looks really good. But it'd be a shame to to lose some of the mechanics of the the recent ones because the gameplay, the actual fight scenes, whether you're stealthing or more to the point, you got an option. Whereas this apparently is is much more specifically stealth um, uh, driven, opposed to if you get caught, you can't stuff. Whereas before you could just beat the crap out of everybody if uh, you did get caught, <laughs> instead of having to run and hide and wait for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was more into the older Assassin's Creed, so I, yeah, I'll probably look at giving this one a go because I, yeah, I haven't touched them for a few years. Um, but yeah, uh, the visuals are lovely as well. The whole setting—it's uh, it's Baghdad, mm. medieval times Baghdad, and looks looks really really yeah, nice. definitely. Um, and then I guess we've got the the games that we're still looking forward to uh, that are coming out this month. It's a big month, so uh, well today uh, we've got uh, Forza, Motor, Forza Motorsport and uh, Roblox on PlayStation, um, which will I guess open up Roblox to quite a few more players. Uh, and then Sonic Superstars on the seventeenth. Uh, on the twentieth, we've got Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Marvel Spider Man Two. Uh, excited for that. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid Collection on the 24th, and then Alan Wake 2 on the 27th. So we've still got quite a few uh, games to come out. It's, well, what a month it's it's been and going to still be. Wow. Yeah. We don't always, we don't often report on actual releases like this, but this month has just been so intense with big, big titles. It, it's kind of, it's hard to, to not yeah. take into account. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Over to yourself, man. Cool. Well, guys, thank you very much. Um, we let's get to the topic of the week: developing games of scale on Web three. Uh, uh, Time Raiders is one of those games, and Skyborn is another. Skyborn is an MMO with Web three features. So, Zach, you want to tell us a little bit more about Skyborn Genesis and um, Legacy? And, go ahead. And Phoenix slides. Yeah, so uh, Genesis is is a browser-based game. Um, it's like I said, it's more about your build your own founders pack. Uh, Phoenix Flight is when we start to get into the early elements of Legacy, where there's the island building, there's the adventuring, there's um, the world of Wavernia has shattered by an evil dark dragon, and now you're it, it's up to you to like explore the different islands and. Um, like kind of mosey around and get like familiar with the lore and then uh, skyborne legacy is is going to be a little bit like phoenix flight but on that like uh mmo mass level um that that players are looking right. for uh that's kind of what we're, we're building to for like the long run cool very cool 
Sounds like a great strategy. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. I, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I kind of very much everything we've sort of tried to think think would be the best topic of the week. Actually, you've encapsulated with with that. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Matt. I'm, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I keep interrupting. No, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. It's all good. We're, we're meant to be coast and uh, coast, coast <laughs> and co and ho coast. <laughs> 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 coast and ho coast. Isn't isn't that something very different? Uh, yes, yes, a ho coast. That's only for the uh, weekends. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, so um, Skyboy, very lovely to look at. Yeah, you know, what are you guys? What were you know? What inspired you to uh, head down this route for the game? What were you influenced by? Uh, so our 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 lead lead designer, uh, Chris Arrington, the main guy on the project, was a. Uh, he wanted to build something kind of new, but something that wasn't so, so hardcore. Yeah. He, he really likes more of those like enjoyable games where you can kind of play by yourself if you want, maybe jump in with some friends if you're feeling social, but it doesn't, he doesn't want it to be like a dark souls grind where you log on, and you know, you're going to die 30 seconds later. So that was kind of like the experience of like building a, the world out. It's something that he genuinely, I think at the time too, he was playing um, the, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the yeah. Wild. So it kind of like it was like the open world exploration, the the the, the crafting of making you know like a, a limitless amount of items based upon like numbers of different recipes, and he wanted all that in more of like a casual feel, not so hardcore, and that's kind of where uh, Skyborn came yeah. from. Oh yeah, it's cool, very cool. Um, you know, what is it about Web three though that you guys kind of went, okay, this is definitely this is the route we need to go. So it's it's actually funny. It's a little bit different for everybody. Yeah. Uh, for some people, it's it's ownership of items. Um, like like me, I played World of Warcraft for for fourteen, fifteen years, and it's like I've got lo low key nothing to show for it, but a couple achievements. <laughs> so for some of the people on the team, it's the same way. It's like I would love to be able to really put myself into something and maybe have something to show for it at the end. Not that I need to profit off it, but like a, a representation of maybe who I am at the end of the tunnel after the gaming. Um, for some of us, it's a, a deeper way of like experiencing player identity. I think that's like where my favorite thing about blockchain comes yeah. from is I, I remember being like a multi-gladiator in World of Warcraft and then getting over to League of Legends and meeting some people and like simply by going, yo, like I'm a gladiator and wow. And then they looked me up and they're like, oh, wow, you are like, come, come play on our team. You can skip the the bronze, bronze, like hell of like queuing into bronze by yourself. Like we can, so I think that web three empowers that greatly. It allows a, a player to have an individual identity and that identity is based upon their entire gaming experience and history. Um, and that allows like esport teams to pick somebody up or a, a new game coming out to maybe look at a content creator and see all of their achievements that they've acquired throughout their years in gaming and go, hey, this is the content creator that we want for us, like representing our image and our brand. Yeah. Very cool. That's very cool. Um, you know, um, okay, but you guys have chosen like effectively an MMORPG. You know, with that type of game, you know, it takes a lot to develop. It's it's very costly. You know, how how do you go about maintaining the goodwill and activity of your community whilst you're producing the game that we're asking the same so question. That, so I'm, I'm really, really keen to hear your guys. Thoughts. No, that's a great question. 
that's actually kind of where Genesis came from, Skyborne Genesis. It was like a, there was a real conversation of like, look, an MMO takes years to build, right? Like, like not not a year, not two years, but like any any MMO worth their their ilk is like years, right? Like World of Warcraft was in development for like six to seven years before they even had the bare bones oh, yeah. game yeah. come out. And so the question was, how do we keep people engaged with the product, but also wanting more of it? And that's where we 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 decided to do Genesis, which is like, again, more of just like a community engagement based game. And then uh, Phoenix Flight, which is like the mobile game um, before Legacy. And that's kind of how we planned on keeping people engaged with Skyborn. Right all the way through it it's like making them fall in love with the ip not, not a specific game but again i'll go back to warcraft because it's my favorite <laughs> but warcraft was around before world of warcraft there was warcraft one two and then three the frozen throne and then they came out with world of warcraft so world of warcraft was already built on a world that had already been theory crafted and established and had a lot of people who loved the lore of that world and we're trying to kind of encapsulate some of that I ideology into the way we release our games. Right. Yeah. Right. That's brilliant. You know, um, you know, um, web three game development is, is different than classical game development. People don't, people don't realize it. You know, th there's a different uh, design to the economics of the, of the entire thing, you know, incorporating, the um the token and the nfts you know it's 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 very very different than what has been the publisher model for so long or really tiny games uh self-produced you know so um you know what uh, you know do, do you want to speak a little bit into this as well um rather than me asking a specific question or do you want me to ask a specific question? <laughs> I've, I've thrown you a bit of a curveball with this bit, haven't I? So, so as Matt was was rightly saying, it's classic classical game development is often done sort of not so much that it's hidden away and behind closed wall doors. I mean, it kind of is anyway, but it's kind of a safe space where developers can make you know make the mistakes and learn from them without it being out in the open. Which you know that's classic development. Um, and all industries work in the same way. And then when the product's really close to completion, that's when they go, da -da, look at what we've done and be able to demonstrate it, whether it's at an exhibition or, or online or whatever. Whereas Web3, and, and we've kind of touched on this already a little bit, but Web3 development, it, it's, you can't be secretive. You can't be behind closed doors because, you know, you've got a community that's buying into the property and into the NFTs and the token and everything, which is quite often in most cases helping, uh, you know, they're, they're part of the investment. They're part of the, um, you know, the, the financing of the product and the project. So you've got to treat them as the client, you know, whereas you may have an investor that's come in and, and you know, put up all the money up front or, maybe even is paying for each stage of the of the project so therefore you're presenting to the to the um the investor but at the same time that's not in the public forum it's you know it's between you and the investor so the kind of the question is how do you handle that kind of level of um scrutiny 
and scrutiny is probably not the right word here, but it's 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 sort of the best word I can come up with, because you're constantly in effectively in front of the uh, the community and trying to keep them interested, but at the same time keep them happy and and maybe even buy more parts and investments and and buy more NFTs. Um, you know that that continuous hungry mouth kind of bit where you've got to con constantly feed the engine or feed the feed the community. Um, how, how do you manage that? So the first thing we did was under promise and over deliver. And I think that that's <laughs> one thing in the web three space nice. that you don't get a lot, but we, we were like, and I, I get where you're coming from. So every day I'm on my devs like, yo, can I show this? And they're like, no, it's not polished enough. And then it's like every day is a fight for that. So there, there's still that web two building in the in the background but yeah. as we build in web3 i've made it very like clear to the team that they have to kind of show some of what they're doing out in public right they have to be like a bit revealing about it so i try to get the team on spaces and whatnot um the, the one thing that we do i think really well is we make everybody feel heard within our discord uh there's never any anytime somebody says anything it's it's open for discussion nothing ever gets shot down and then what I like to do is I'll organize it and I'll go to the greater team and I'll come back to them, uh, individual community members, and I'll go, hey, this is what the team actually had suggested based upon your answer or your question. Um, so we try to keep kind of just discourse open. And it's, we, yeah, honestly, it's more about the under promise and over deliver. It's that, like when we came out with Genesis, I don't think people were expecting as high fidelity as it is, as opposed to, their other experiences in the space. And so when it came out, everybody was like, wow, this looks really like, you know, it just looks cute. It looks fun. You can trade your resources right away. Um, so we tried to make it as accessible as possible. And that's kind of like uh, what we have vision is build. And once something is approved internally, like an internal build, show a little bit of it. You don't have to reveal the whole thing, but we ha you have to kind of create that like FOMO for your own community. So like what I've been doing lately is I've been teasing about how good Phoenix Flight looks because I actually have the build for the next mobile game that I can play and run around on. Now I can't share anything from it, but we're at the point where we're going to reveal a little bit of it. I think in soonish, I don't, not too sure about an actual date on that, but it's about like slowly teasing while kind of being open about the questions that are being asked. Yeah, that sounds like a very uh, a tight ship to 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 keep, but it's it's clearly like uh, I mean I, we know we've 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 been in a very similar position and still are in the same position. But you're constantly trying to spin a number of different plates, and it's it's not easy to maintain that balance of not not necessarily secrecy, but as you say, you know, sort of delivering something that's fun, exciting, whilst keeping the development team, you know going and, and also sort of feeding because you're effectively creating the hungry mouth for them as it were because you want to be able to provide the community with something um do you do you plan out you know months in advance what you believe you're going to be able to achieve or at least what you're going to be able to show the community based on the development team's um progress yeah so everything is planned out months in advance now that doesn't mean we follow those plans I myself have developed several like year long plans based upon <laughs> different goals and, and and what we expect from the community. But with the way Web3 is, that changes every day. So 
it's it's hard to stick to a regular scheduled content plan when the content that the individuals within the community are looking for changes on the regular. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of times where I, I'll like I'll ping one of my coworkers and I'll be like, look, I need a new graphic today about some random thing because the content that we had planned today just doesn't like gel with what people are expecting. And so there's it's a we do plan it out for months and months and months in advance, but very rarely is it followed because of the nature of Web3. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. You know, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, the question, I guess, is um, does does se- um, vertical slice and then serial release have to be structured better into the development from the start in order to keep everybody kind of keen and excited for the next bit. And, you know, we used to watch these shows when we were kids um, that had cliffhangers that all every single time, you know, and they'd resolve the cliffhanger at the start of the next thing. And then they'd end again with another cliffhanger. It would just keep you tuned at the same time the following week in order to get the next bit. So I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm being a bit philosophical. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, time raiders and thinking about that as soon as we were able to launch a playable beta, we launched it. Um, but we tried to put so much into it. Um, we almost didn't save anything for like the next update. So <laughs> I'm just wondering if, you know, when we're doing these longer games, I, I think we're going to, you know, for listeners out there who are, who are developing bigger products, web two, web three crossovers, you know, I'm thinking, I think we need to we need to begin to consider these types of things when we're making our development plans, you know. So, um, you know, it's just it would be a lot less work keeping the community keen if we kept giving them bite-sized chunks every month, you know. Um, Always leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more, but you know, delivering something quality each time, you know, trying to trying to trying to do that all the time. And a food for thought for time readers for sure. And um, I do like what you guys having done the web browser thing in order to feed the mobile. I think that's very smart. Um, you know, perhaps it's something that that uh, perhaps it's something we need to think about ourselves. So, um, yeah, yeah good. Keeping engagement in Web three is very hard, right? It's like I think the one thing that I found to be the hardest is people will wake up one day and just kind of be bored, and so the only way to keep them engaged is to not give them all the information, unfortunately. Like, yes, I want every feature on Genesis to be available tomorrow, but there's a reason we made the prologue so bare bones. It's because we wanted the features to grow with the users and we wanted the users to like expand upon the features as we slowly add them into the game, rather than kind of give them everything up front and then a week later they get bored with what we provided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we 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 are discussing uh, sort of similar sorts of steps actually um, internally, and coming up trying to come up with a uh, another sort of a, a, another route to uh, to the final product, but also a complementary or companion um, development type work that we're looking at. But uh, that's that's sort of a, a bit of a sideline from from what all the developers are working yeah. on. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, so we always ask this because this is always one of the questions we have for Web3 Gaming is making your games accessible with regards to uh, the ease of onboarding. Now, obviously, you guys have got your web browser thing. Um, that's easy for people to find then. Where can they find your web browser, Skyborne Genesis, anyway? Uh, Skybornegenesis.com. Right, great. Um, yeah. Um, and how easy is it for, that, for a player to get into it immediately and onboarded? So Genesis was more or less made for the Web3 crowd. The uh, So it's still token-gated as of right now, at least the prologue season is. Season one will be not token-gated. You just need Immortals to play. Um, you do need NFTs in order to engage in this version of it. Um, that being said, this was kind of built more for the early individuals that were here in Web3 now. Right as opposed to the mobile game that's being developed. Uh, our team is like full of veterans that have done mobile gaming for a while. So the mobile gaming is going to be a free to play, like as easy as downloading from a play yeah. store type type of idea. Yeah. Um, will there be any onboarding, Web3 on, web onboarding for the mobile or not? Uh, yeah, I can see a, a little bit of both. So that's probably more of a better question for our director of marketing, okay. Eric. Um, that's like his field of expertise. He worked in marketing for Summoner's War and like getting that game uh, out. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, so he really is familiar. That's like his like bread and butter, man. Like when he starts to talk about that stuff, I just stare at him with like stars in my eyes because he, he'll talk for days and it's just <laughs> so information. Um, there is a plan for it. I'm sure that there's there's a way to onboard Web3 to the mobile game, as well as the traditional uh, Web2 methods. The The goal is to kind of keep them separate, but coexisting within the same uh, realm. Yeah. So you don't have to directly engage in it in Phoenix Flight if you don't want yeah. to. But if you do want to, it's there for you as a user. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, nice. very nice. Okay. And then, uh, I, and then I guess um, when you guys, you know, I, I, where is the main then MMO going to be? Is there another kind of bit or your World of Warcraft version that will come out in the future? Uh, yeah, yeah. As of right now, the the main development is on the mobile yeah. game uh, because the mobile game is going to be used to, like to expand upon that for the MMO. Um, but the, the main sort of like makeup is coming from the mobile game. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but obviously, as we've been saying, these things take time. So, you know, we've, we've, we've got some time to wait. So it's great. Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for talking about this. It's such an, um, you know, interesting topic because Time Raiders and, and Skyborne both are kind of um, enjoying the process and planning out. But also we have various things we both need to navigate as we move forward. Time Raiders, I know we're beginning to discuss internally, um, you know, getting um, a, 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 a mobile-based multiplayer in the same universe that is linked to the main storyline game. And, um, you know, we're, we're discussing ourselves, you know, getting that out as soon as we can in order and into people's hands um, whilst the, the story mode version is, is um, completed. And of course, we're also talking about because of all the input from um, our own community, we've got a lot of changes that we want to make to the game. We want to make the level shorter, snappier, more fun. We always call it Diablo with guns. We want to make it more like Diablo with guns and a little less like Metal Gear Solid. So, you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, fantastic. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. 
Really appreciate it. Your game does look beautiful. Everybody go check it out. Skyboardlegacy.com. Um, and a reminder for everybody, please like and retweet this space. Uh, please follow and subscribe to the podcast. You can get us Linktree Time Raiders. Uh, we'll give you links to everything. But if you, you can go, just, uh, Telegram is Time Raiders, YouTube and Twitter is Play Time Raiders. And you can listen to the Twitter space every week. Currently, 3 p.m. Uh, British Standard Time. That will be due to change in a couple of weeks. I guess we're going to need to discuss that internally. And you can listen to the podcast on all the major podcast platforms, including Glitcha. No promise for how good the sound's going to be. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. It's been awesome. Zach, thank you very much. Our thanks to everyone at Skyborn. John, can I, Tom. Can I just add something? Zach, it'd be awesome to get you back on at some point in, uh, in the near future, especially you know, after your next uh, communications and things like that on, uh, on Skyborn and Phoenix Light. Yeah, yeah def definitely. Honestly, you guys have been an absolute blast. A lot of the spaces I get invited to, it's more about just like, grilling and questions you guys seem like genuinely interested in just gaming which is honestly why i'm here like web3 Thank is you. cool but I'm, I'm here for better games and so i appreciate the space that you guys have kind of created and like the friendly fun environment that allowed for open discourse so i would be honored to be back up here anytime great we will definitely you're very welcome definitely do that um, or maybe on a super space with some other guys who I've got like similar stuff that we can kind of banter about. So yeah, thank you so much. And uh, bye everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. And um, yeah, we already said, please like and retweet the space. We really appreciate it. Thanks everybody. Oh, John. Remember to check out UGLA.UK. Yeah, John and Tom. Indeed. Thank you guys so much. It's been a thank you. Yeah, thank you everybody. Thanks Zach. Thank you. My time is I will see my dream come alive at last I will touch the sky And we're not gonna hold me down no more No, they're not gonna change my mind